There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Wednesday. Come on in, stay a while. Gang's all here, ready to go. We'll talk to the freshly minted Hall of Famer, Joe Thomas. Did we find out if that's true, that he is uh, the Hall of Famer with the lowest winning percentage in his career? I believe so. I don't think any of us wanted to search that. Well, I'm we like also it. known as the one my fault caveat. <laughs> one my fault. One, one my fault. Yeah, one my fault. Maybe we should just check it just for uh, curiosity. Oh man, just for uh, just for giggles. That uh, does he have the lowest winning percent? I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> it was just I I know Joe has talked about this that he played for all those bad Cleveland Browns teams and he was so great. Like, what did he have like? Three holding penalties in his entire career. Something yeah. crazy. He missed like four snaps, and they were, those were by choice. Yeah. I like that we were going to have him on yesterday. He goes, nope, I'm fishing. I go, okay, no worries. And then we talked to him when uh, the NFL draft happened. He was coming out of Wisconsin. We're like, uh, hey, we want to talk to uh, Joe. He goes, no, he's hunting. He's not even going to the draft. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at PXG, the new uh, next Gen driver, Gen 6 driver, uh, they have a contest here that you can test your driver against the results of the Gen 6 driver. And if it doesn't deliver more distance or tighter dispersion than yours, you're going to get $100. That's how confident they are. And you can learn more pxg.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Hard knocks last night. And a uh, couple of things that stood out. Episode one, as the Jets, everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, you got uh, Robert Sala, Sauce Gardner. You got some Aaron Rodgers, little Zach Wilson. Liev Schreiber, the uh, voice of Hard Knocks, he showed up. The actor came in in a helicopter. 
I like that Aaron Rodgers has to explain who the voice of Hard Knocks is. Like, go over there and say hello. Like, that's, that's the voice of Hard Knocks. That's Lee M. Shriver right there. Why was he insisting that his teammates go uh, hang out with him and say hi? I don't I think his it. teammates knew who Method Man was when Method Man showed up at Jets camp. He's like, what? That's, that, that's Method Man. And these kids are going, who's Method Man? Isn't it the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop coming up Friday at Yankee Stadium or Saturday at Yankee yep. Stadium, Mark? On, on Friday, it gets the first documentary party in the history of hip-hop, I guess, August 11, 1973, okay. in the Bronx. So Friday, your favorite hip-hop song or, you know, song that you love. Oh, we're going to do that on the show. On Friday, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. Why don't we reach out to Method Man, see if he'll join us, Todd? We have. Oh, Hopefully right. he can do something with All us. right, that would be great. Coming up, we'll hear from uh, Eric Bieniemy, the commander's offensive coordinator, the commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, and Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager as well. All right, what do we have? <laughs> An eclectic group of people. Yes. You want to just dive into it? Yeah. All yeah. right. What do you have for them? Uh, are the Jets winning the Super Bowl? Yes or <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> okay. The over-under for Jets wins this season. Todd, I'll Can we st- go higher than 17? Todd, I'll start with you. Well, if you include the playoffs. Todd? I'm going to go 10 and a half. All right, Seton? Uh, 17. 17, okay. They're going undefeated. <laughs> after. Well, you're all in on Aaron Rodgers now. You've done a 180 on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, poll question number two. Is Aaron Rodgers the greatest teammate ever? Yes? <laughs> yes Hell yes. yes. Marvin, how many uh, wins over-under Jets? Nine and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yep, it. yep, you nailed it here. Uh, let's see. Aaron Rodgers, MVP odds. He has the eighth best odds to win the MVP. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. And they're going to – you can have an over-under on how many points they average this year. What do you think the over-under, according to DraftKings, on the Jets, how many points will they average per game? Todd? 23 and a half. Marvin? 22 and a half. Seton? 24 and a half. Paulie? 26 and a half. 24. Ooh, no half. And a half. No, no half. And a half. No half. Half. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, they they projected this out total points. They would average about 24.3 points per game. Uh, what's the poll question? Uh, the other one, Seton, that uh, don't relate to the Jets. Mm, well, this one's still Jets related. Is Chaz Surratt winning Defensive Player of the Year? Yes, <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> Wait, who was that? Exactly. Okay. Some random middle linebacker that showed up last night. Oh, but my God. Robert Sala was all over. I love this dude. This is my dog. I love this guy. Look how fast he is. Okay, but we you don't even this. know if he's going to make the team or not. We did this with the Lions last year at this time. We're like, man, I'm all in on the Lions. They're going to go to the playoffs. And and they almost they almost did. But the Jets, the over-under at nine and a half. So, I mean, just imagine you go under and you go nine and eight. Well, you're not making the playoffs. Even if you go ten and seven, you might not go to the playoffs this year. As I've talked about extensively, the schedule is really difficult here. Start with your division, and it might just be one team out of the AFC East, and the odds-on favorite would be the Buffalo Bills. You remember when Miami was, what, 8-1 and one last year, and then Tua got hurt? Miami's a really good team, and 
New England is going to be average. They'll be generic, and then you'll have the Jets. But I always think that we get to the party a year earlier than we than we should. It's like, man, they're going to be my Super Bowl or bust. I'll be like, eh, how about we get to uh, let's make the playoffs, maybe win the division. And it comes down to everybody wants to avoid going to Kansas City. You you know, if you you're a wild card team like Cincinnati. You want to win the division. You don't want to be going to Kansas City to play that playoff game and trying to figure out who's going to run away with their division, and then Kansas City has to come to your place. Those are the things that I'm looking at as we get ready to you know, start the regular season. Yeah, Paul. That's why that Bengals story yesterday about, yeah, we don't have to worry yeah. that much about September. Are you kidding? I mean, the, the Bengals won 12 games last year. They won their last eight. They, they Remember that that thing with home field advantage and the DeMar Hamlin game yeah. and all that stuff. The home field advantage at AFC was one of the bigger topics in the sport last year. So, Seton, are you all in on Aaron Rodgers now? Like, what what has changed with you and Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, I don't know if I was a massive Aaron Rodgers hater. Okay. Um, although he does rub me the wrong way sometimes, or he had been. Okay. I don't know. I, there's just something about his demeanor now. Like, just watching him say, I think that these this is going to be a great thing. For him, hard knocks. Because okay. when you watch him talk to like Sauce Gardner and he's on the sideline, he's like, "Yeah, man, someday you're going to be here." Just the way he's relating to him, or Zach Wilson's making fun of Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't have any uh, biceps to show off or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just cool. I don't know. It just maybe uh, he's been humanized a little bit more, or you just get a little bit other than the random sound bites of him being like, you know, "Don't ask me about this controversial thing" or whatever, or where he's going after people. There's just another side of him that you're getting to see that he seems. Kind of awesome. Yeah, there's a rebirth here. Yeah. Uh, there's almost a, I know this is going to end soon. Appreciate it. Enjoy it for all it's worth. And I think Brady did that in Tampa. I think it was so much business. There's no joy. You're winning. And then all of a sudden, you, know, you go to Tampa Bay, and it's like, let me exhale here. We can have some fun down here. Boy, this team's good defense here. You know what? All they need is some good quarterbacking play. Bruce Arians, the head coach, and we can be a Super Bowl contender. Because at the time we thought, all right, he's going to go to Tampa. How good is Tampa? And then we saw how good they But But Brady brought in that spirit to this younger group, and they're like, oh, my God, that's Tom Brady there. And I think that's what you're getting with the Jets. But after a while, you got to stop being enamored with Aaron Rodgers. You have to hold up your end of the bargain. It's like players would watch Michael Jordan play who were on his team. And you can't do that. Players would watch Kobe. You know, you're watching the greatest players of all time, and you're like, damn, I, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be playing here. That players are watching Messi right now. Yes. They pass him the ball, and yeah. they're like, oh, my God, there he goes. Yeah, man, he's really good. <laughs> Whack. Oh, he just passed it to me. I didn't see it coming. Yes, he. I think rebirth is the right word, though. And, yeah, Tom Brady is is a is an easy comparison, but it's, like, totally accurate because – Everything around Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, when they were leaving the teams that they were known for, it felt so heavy. There was always this heaviness to it. And then they go to these new, younger teams, and all of a sudden everything is super light. And it's just fun. Yes, Todd. Yeah, the enamored thing that you're talking to, we saw some of that with Garrett Wilson last night in the uh, debut of Hard Knocks. He's kind of hanging out with him, but part of him is like, I watched you when you were a little kid. Like, How do you do what you do? You're great. (laughs) I was seven when you won the Super Bowl. Just run a stop and go, okay? We have no yeah. time for this. <laughs> yes, Paulie. I did feel bad for Zach Wilson yesterday because you know, he's still on the roster. And I know this is probably a good thing for Zach Wilson's career. He gets to sit on the Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. But people are just lauding over the pass. Like he'd make a pass to the, like a 20-yard out. People are going, woo! 
Oh, and some guy goes, I haven't seen that in a yeah. while. You hear, you can hear him going, I haven't seen that in a while. That's okay. That's still a great storyline for me, yep. Zach Wilson. And the uh, first person on screen, nobody had Joe Namath. But the first current jet on screen? Mm, that's the question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Todd? I don't know if it was Rogers or was it Sauce. I'm trying to remember who the first current. Uh, I thought they went from Joe Namath to uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, Marv. I think it was Aaron Rodgers shaking Robert Sala's hand. Oh, I think whose hand did they show first? Oh, <laughs> technically, <laughs> whose feet were there? <laughs> By the way, Sala's got to wear short sleeves, man. You put all that work in in the gym, yeah. and you're wearing those long sleeve blousey shirts. Yeah. But let the guns fly. Yeah, you got to have a gun show. There. I like that they're making fun of uh, Zach Wilson for showing off his guns. He's got like the <laughs> he's got his the, like the short sleeves of his jersey tucked up, so he's showing off his guns, and they're making fun of him. And he was just like, "Well, the guy ahead of me doesn't have anything to show off, so I got to stand out a little bit." <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Everything's good. Go ahead. Man. Everything is good. Flex on him. No worries with the Jets this Super year. Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Who will get more hype this year, more coverage this year, more attention this year? The Jets or the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. The Jets. You think? Yeah, I think there's just so much hype around them. I don't know. And we fall for the banana in the tailpipe with the Cowboys but, but there, every single but year. There, there aren't enough Jets fans the way there are too many Cowboys wait, fans. Wait, wait. This year? <laughs> oh, there's going to. Well, let's see how long they stay on the bandwagon there. Yes, Eden. I think we have to differentiate from hype versus overcovered. Yeah. Because the Jets are getting a, are going to get a monstrous amount of hype. The Cowboys are going to be overcovered. Cowboys are always overcovered. Correct. It's like, okay, what do we talk about? Dax interceptions. Or Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball. Or Jerry says it's a Dak friendly offense now. I, if if he just played like at the Kirk Cousins level, if he gave you that, you're probably going to be an NFC title game contender. I mean, you're not asking much out of Dak Prescott. Just hey, when when they say hey, don't make mistakes, that's not the best kind of confidence builder. Or when Mike McCarthy goes, you know what, we want to run the ball more. What? In today's NFL, with the money you spend on your receivers and your quarterback, and you got an offensive lineman who's holding out, and you go, uh, "We're gonna." I'd like to run the ball more. Yes, Mark. The Jets this year are the Bills last year, where the hype around them was, mm. "Hey, opening night, Rams, uh, Rams, Bills, ups potential Super Bowl matchup." And then the That's, Rams got smoked. Correct. And then okay, let's go Bills. Okay, so have we moved on that from the Bills? Well, this could be a good thing that we don't we're, we're not thinking as much about the Buffalo Bills or the focus is oh Josh Allen MVP, Buffalo Bills Super Bowl contender. They 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 haven't gotten as much coverage than well the Jets have dwarfed everybody. Yes, Paul. Yeah, Rogers are the new flavor. The Jets are getting overcovered because it's new, it's fresh, it is a fresh story. But the Bills, if if they they had thirteen wins last year, bowed out with not a with a kind of a whimper. If that happens again this year, it, that, they're gonna be a big topic in December and January with their coach. Uh, yes, Tom. If we think the Jets and Cowboys are having a similar amount of attention or coverage, wait till you see what happens when one of those teams gets off to a slow start. That's when we're gonna really see things get a little crazy. If Rodgers starts 
tanking early or the Cowboys good off to destroy. It's going to be all about that team. No, but it doesn't matter. If they start out 3-0 and or 0-3, they're going to get the same amount of coverage. The Cowboys, 0-3 or 3-0, and they still get the coverage. It's like, what's wrong with the Cowboys? Or 3-0, and can they continue this? What are they doing differently? Uh, you know, the Jets, is, is it was it too much to ask too soon for this team to be a Super Bowl contender? Hey, they're the team to beat in the AFC. Like, that's what's going to happen. I've been in these meetings at SportsCenter when they go, okay, how can we go back in on that topic that we've been going in on for the last six weeks? We got a new angle here. What's the new angle here? Yeah, Paul. I think that's self-defeating for media. Overcovering the Cowboys, there's nothing new. They're not really a threatening team, and it's the same storyline of you know expectations with not much production. That's we're like twenty years into this. I think the Vikings are more interesting. The Lions are more interesting. Yeah, but we're over. Th- no, I don't. I, that's not true. They might be more interesting, but. But understand the programming aspect oh, here. Believe me, I understand it, but I don't want to buy into it. I don't want to participate. Well, we don't do that. Yeah. But there have to be metrics that ESPN and Fox go, okay, what are the topics people want to hear? Or if you're going through the channels and you see uh, Dak, uh, elite quarterback, people will tune into that. True, but I think you're really alienating the rest of your fan base as a media organization, as us or anybody if you don't talk about those other teams, and that I think that's it's dangerous. I know ratings. They've been may... doing this. This is what they do every single day. Yeah, I, I... there has to be something. It's formulaic that they go. Okay, you got to talk about Dallas. You got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. You got to talk about LeBron. There's there's like five topics that you have to touch on, or at least try to touch on every single day. Uh, do they warrant this? The Cowboys are a really good team. And you got an owner who has been desperate to win one without Jimmy Johnson. And you got a quarterback that nobody's, uh, you know, all in on. So you got some great storylines, and then you got the history there, the tradition. I'm surprised the Steelers don't get as much attention given their fan base, because that's still, you look at these fan bases that started in the, in the 70s and 80s with success, the Niners, that you would think they'd have a lot more attention because there's a bigger fan base. But nobody nobody compares to the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Marv? Yeah, the Steelers are in that what I like to call the neutral site teams, where no matter where they go on the road, it might damn well be a neutral site game because half of the crowd might be Steelers fans. Yeah. I did uh, Steelers-Patriots about two years ago. Yeah. They scored a touchdown. Yeah! Damn, yeah. are we in Pittsburgh or Foxborough? Yeah. And so you're right about that completely. Yeah, but but as far as programming, Steelers, you're not getting eyeballs or you're not getting people listening to your program. And that's where it's skewed sometimes that the good stories don't get covered because they get dwarfed by the, you know, the stories that, you know, there's more people who are interested in those teams, those storylines. Instead of doing your job and saying, hey, I I don't want to be preaching. And I am. Uh, You know, you try to do it in a way that you're being fair, equitable to Certain teams, certain players, you know, certain moments instead of how do we get the Cowboys into the show? Yes, Paul. I think one of my favorite storylines of this year is the 49ers. They were by far the best team in football last year on paper. They outscored their opponents by 173 points with Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Not even like two average quarterbacks. And now they go into a season with three question marks at quarterback. That's, that's a fascinating storyline. With, with, they, they're the best defense in football. And a fantastic offensive skill set. It, really interesting. Well, it comes down to their head coach is going to make who is ever the quarterback better than what he really is. 
And it'd help if you got Nick Bosa into camp as well. This happens every year where you get these teams who, I mean, the Cowboys, you know, without Zach Martin. Uh, you know, he's not the guard that he used to be, but still, if you're Dak Prescott, you want to have as many guys up front that you can count on. You got to have a really good running back in there. All right, let me take a break. Uh, we'll talk to Hall of Famer Joe Thomas a little bit later on. Your phone calls. Aaron uh, Boone has something to say, and uh, Ron Rivera, the commander's head coach, and Eric Bieniemy, the commander's offensive coordinator. We'll hear from all of them coming up back after this. Keeper's heart, new, new and unique, truly a new and unique style of whiskey that brings together the best of Irish and American whiskeys. Keeper's heart is made by one of the best distillers in the world, Brian Nation. He started Jameson. That's how good he is. And he left Ireland. And this was a big deal. I mean, you know, this was a big news story. It, it was like, and they didn't kick him out. They wanted uh, to keep him. Yeah, Seaton. The, like, line of commercials that they did after he left yeah. Ireland were hilarious because it was like uh, all of, everybody knew he was leaving Ireland to come to America, and all of his whole town was wishing him farewell, but they were all like, bleep you! Yeah. <laughs> Or they'd be saying things in Gaelic, and, yeah. and, and you'd be like, oh, okay, what's the translation? Good luck, Brian, yeah. when you start that new whiskey. And basically, it was you, SOB. Yeah. Keeper's Heart has been winning awards here. you got to try their 10-year single malt. It's great. They've done something that nobody else ever thought about. If you're a whiskey fan, you got to try it. And uh, enjoy 10% or $10 off your whiskey purchase at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com, promo code DAN2023. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. 
you know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Award-winning Irish-American whiskey that brings the rich heritage of Irish and American whiskey-making traditions and brings them together. For the master distiller, Brian Nation, who gave us Jameson, the Irish whiskey, the uh, smoothness and richness of that, the boldness and complexity of American whiskey, ask for it. It's called Keeper's Heart. What are you guys arguing about over there? Okay, so we have some replays of the Little League World Series on one of our TVs here. Mm-hmm. And I looked yesterday. They were going through all the different rules because I don't know all the rules about Little League World Series. They're, they're kind of different. And so the tournament rule number 12 is after three innings, if a team is up 15 runs, they don't call it the mercy rule, but they call it the run rule, mm-hmm. the game's over. After four innings, if a team is up 10 runs, it's over. And I su- suggested that in a thing like the Little League World Series, there should not be a mercy rule because both teams are considered really good, right, if they're there. And if one team could score 10 runs in an inning, the other one can come back and score 10 runs in a random inning. How many times does somebody score 10? And how many times does somebody keep adding to their total? So I would want to look at the numbers there because, yes, could you have one in a million opportunity there? Yes, you could. But do you want to lose 20 to 3? Rather than remove the chance of a, any chance of comeback and calling the game? If you haven't done anything... In five innings, then I feel pretty confident you're not going to do anything. Yes, Todd? I say you got to keep playing. Don't embarrass the kids. Even as bad as the scores, I was once on a team that lost 32 to 2. I think you got to let them go because just as there's a chance that you can score a lot of runs and come back, why can't they find a way? Like Paulie said, you're good enough to be in the World Series. Find a way to get three outs before they score another 15 runs. Okay, but you said you don't want to embarrass them, but then you are leaving open the potential to be embarrassed by a 20 to 3 score instead of hey you guys were down 15 to 3 we're going to call this. Yeah. I would like to think if you ask the kids they would say let's well, they I want to play. Playing. Yes, but you know unfortunately this is about parents not about the kids. So the parents are like oh they're getting embarrassed out there. Now I would want my son or daughter if they're doing something and you get your butt handed to them. All right. You know what it feels like. Now let's get better. Yes, he I've definitely been on the mound uh, for like a 15-run inning, and you've already run through four of your other pitchers, but now you're the last one, and you're getting shelled too, and it's like just stay out there and try and get out of the inning. And they, you know, they put up 10 on you, and you know you're not getting anybody out. And I can confirm it's not just the parents are humiliated because it is absolutely humiliating. And any lesson that you're going to teach a 10-year-old out there about, hey, this is how life works, and is nonsense. That's 
that is not the time. Yes, Paul. I, I, I guess, but I've never been mercy ruled. I didn't play baseball, but the, the walk-off after they get to 15 runs to me seems torturous. And, and I'm sure 30 to zero works that way too. You know, grade school basketball, they don't have mercy rules. I saw a game the other day where a team was leading 57 to two and the game played out and the other team stopped pressing, obviously, and they stopped shooting threes because they have rules like that. You can't, you can't press anymore, but they don't have a mercy rule in basketball. That's because the game is timed. Yeah, but he's going to run out of time. Like you're not just going to keep going on into infinity. The game is going to be end at some point. Baseball an inning can go on theoretically forever. Right. So that's that's the difference. Yeah. I, growing up, if you humbled me, then uh, it made me want to come back. You know, at you again. Um, Did you have mercy rule in no. great little league baseball? You didn't have it. No. Okay. No. We did in the eighties. Yeah. We definitely did. No. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Like and it ten- was thankful when you finally got to the tenth run of the inning. You're like, God, that's <laughs> over. Good grief. <laughs> we did, we did that. We did that to a team. Where it was a ten run inning, and my best friend who was in my wedding was on the other team. I was like, Stan, sorry about that. <laughs> and we're like twelve, and he goes, bleep you, Marv. I was like, wow, I didn't do anything. I mean, I did, but. And then, you know what? At the same time, when you're on the team that's just absolutely destroying this team and everybody's hitting, everybody's eating, it's the best. And you're like, oh, man, wait, don't score one more. I'm on deck. Hold on. Let me get this one up. Yeah. And it's it's the best. I'm okay. You know, it it brought back memories with uh, what's going on with the Washington Commanders that Eric Biennemi came over from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Eric Biennemi is old school here or at least his approach with getting these guys in shape. And uh, he, he admitted, look, I'm intense here. He's trying to prove himself that, hey, I'm more than just Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid. He's going in there with a couple of rings on his uh, hand, and he should be able to get that respect of, this is how we did it in Kansas City, and this is how we're going to do it here. Here is Eric Bieniemy, the commander's offensive coordinator. Yes, I am uh, intense. And I would be afraid, too, to start if I didn't know him. Eric Bieniemy is, is who he is, okay? Eric Bieniemy knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach. But also understand, I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also their number one fan because I got their back, and I'm going to support them at all times. All right. I mean, that's what coaching is. Although he did go third person, I have a problem with that. But here's Ron Rivera, the commander's head coach, on uh, players being concerned about Eric Bieniemy's approach and actually players going to the coach and saying, hey, can you go talk to him for us? I had a number of guys come to me and I said, hey, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you, you know, and I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it, it, it's, been, it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. Um, you know, you, again, you get a different kind of player from, from the players back in the past, um, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and he's not going to change and, and, and because he believes in it. Jack has his approach. You know, um, having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try and figure guys out a little bit more. As opposed to, hey, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. That type of stuff. Where Eric, Eric hasn't had that that experience yet. Just that when they came to you, it was just they felt like Eric was riding them too hard, or. Well, um, they they just were a little concerned. 
Um, you know, they're just a little concerned. Yeah, no elaboration there. I, I'm shocked that he engaged this deeply in this. It'd be like, you know what? We brought him in. We brought him in for a reason. This is how he coaches. Let's see how this plays out. You know, these guys got to respond to something different. And, and we need to respond to something different because we're at the bottom of this division. We want to be at the top, and we got a proven winner in Eric Bieniemy and his track record with Kansas City. I mean, if you're going to engage, it would be that, not, yeah, I told these guys, you know, they're kind of complaining a little bit and that they should go talk to him. Yes, Eden. I didn't really realize it until this story came up, but Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and Eric Bieniemy don't exactly scream new school thinking. That's true. Those are fellas who have been through it. It's like, ah, this is the way we did it in my day, and then we're going to make you tough. We're going to make you men. We're going to blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, it's not like that anymore. Jack Del Rio is old school. Ron <laughs> Rivera feels like, and he's just sort of a, well, you know, a study hall monitor here. Yeah. And like, hey, just <laughs> what's going on here? And he's being beat too tough on me. Well, go talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he's been through cancer. He's yeah. been through Dan Snyder. And now you got new ownership in there. There's a lot at stake for Ron Rivera this year, it feels like. Yes, Todd? Could you or would you have followed up when he goes, you know, they're concerned. Would you say to Ron Rivera, are you concerned that these guys are not sure. tough enough to be able to deal with, uh, that they have to come running to you, that he's being too hard on them? That is a very fair question to ask. How concerned are you, Coach? Because he might go, I'm not. This is why we brought him in. At least my spin would be. I wouldn't go, man. I'd, I'd hate to be out there having him yell at me. Yeah, now I know why he hasn't got it. <laughs> I mean, Ron Rivera played for Mike Ditka. I'm sure that he knows what it's like when some guys coach. They coach with their voice. They want you to hear them. They're in your face. They're being intense. But they want you to be better. It's weird when you know a coach doesn't want you to be better. My college coach... He did not want me to be better. Or you'd be elsewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, because that's when he would yell out, by golly, golden boy, get out. <laughs> and then he put me on the bench. He didn't want me to be better. He didn't say, hey, I'm being tough on you because I want you to be better. <laughs> it was like he didn't care. So not every coach wants you to be better. Um, but in this situation, Eric Bieniemy maybe he's trying too hard. He wants to prove himself. He wants to be a head coach one day. He got passed up many, many times, whatever those reasons are. Now he wants to say, hey, I'm out from a Andy Reid's shadow, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I want to prove that I can be a disciplinarian. I can run a team here. So it almost feels like he's, he's auditioning to be a head coach while being the offensive coordinator with the commanders. And he's got Sam Howell. I mean, you're talking about a second-year guy. Like, you're trying to get something out of Sam Howell. They had eight wins. They they need something. It's not like you can go, hey, we're good. You need you need a spark. You need somebody in your face. You need some you need change. Yes, Todd. Maybe the players should just keep their friends close and their be enemies closer. Okay, thank you, Todd. And just deal with it. Yes, Paul. Says Todd. Since, since this story came out, a lot of it. old school NFL type guys who were on air were totally came to be enemies. Defense saying, hey, this is about the players, not about the enemy. It's about the new players who aren't used to having people in their face or being yelled at. They've been coddled in college. You imagine what's going to happen in the next 10 years, let's say. These, these kids who are in college who are making a couple million dollars, and then they get to the pros. Like 
there's players who are going to make more than the coaches who are coaching them. You know, their running backs coach or quarterbacks coach or, you know, defensive coordinator. You know, Drake May is making more than the quarterbacks coach, I'm guessing, at North Carolina. And, and then you're going to get to the NFL. Like you, you're, it's a whole different, like you're, you're looking at, um, hey, you listen to me. I got you for the next three years at least before you're going to the NFL. Now it's, it's just not that way. You're like, uh, I'm on a year-to-year basis because I can get in the transfer portal. You know how much money I make? This is going to happen. This is going to be an issue. That you got these players who have made money, like Caleb Williams, when he goes to the NFL. Well, if you're making five, six, seven, eight million dollars, and then you're going into the NFL, like you're used to being, like this is my team. You talk to me. Uh, you know, we're on equal footing. It didn't used to be that way. Where there was there was a hierarchy. Now that hierarchy is sort of turned on its head. Yes, Eden. But even with that all being said, I don't necessarily know that it's a bad thing that, say, NFL coaches or even college coaches just have to be a little more aware of their behavior and how they communicate to people. I mean, sometimes when you see coaches and the way they talk to people, it's like, dude, why are you screaming like that? Oh, sure. Shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're acting like a moron. You're yeah. you're humiliating yourself all in the name of some weird brand of toughness. Like, there's better ways to speak to people. There's better ways to communicate. Now, I mean, I never played football, but I know I would be like, man, what the hell is this dude barking in my face for? I never understood that, that coaches always say, you know, have composure, but they don't have composure when they're yelling at you to have composure. That's my son has had a coach before. He plays soccer, youth soccer, so it's really not a big deal. And it's my favorite thing in the world to watch him on the sideline going, calm down, calm down, relax. Like, dude, what? That is, how is, can anyone possibly stay relaxed while doing that? All I know is if I yelled at my kids, I didn't get the message through as well as if I spoke to my kids in a certain voice. Then it resonated. If a coach would yell at me and I'd be like, all right, la da 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 you know, I'm going to tune that out. But if a coach got in your face and just said, hey, here's the deal. You know what? You want to play? you got to do it my way. But instead, if he yelled, you know, golden boy, and I'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll go yeah. sit down. <laughs> all right. Well, are, are you done? Are you done, coach? Okay. All righty. Yes, Marvin. Yeah, my high school coach was nothing like that. He was not a yeller and screamer. But he always had, like, insults, but they would be really funny. And he'd go, Marvin, what play was that? Pay attention. This isn't school. <laughs> Pay attention. Or I'm hiding behind somebody. You playing hide and go seek, MFR? Come on. <laughs> okay. <MF. laughs> but it would. But that's how that's how loud he would get. Like you playing hide and go seek. Like it would just be stuff like really funny, but never like yelling, yelling, scream. Mm, okay. Like for what? Like yelling, scream for what? Yeah. Like, I, I got kids. Yeah, Paul. Do you think there's different types of yelling coaches? I've, I've seen a few NFL practices in person. And I wonder if a lot of the yelling is about intensity and rapid movement and getting people moving and getting the intensity and the urgency up during practice, less so about being demeaning and you know, th- almost threatening. I don't, I, didn't, I don't see a lot of that. I wonder if the enemy's more about intensity than... I'm sure he's in your face. You know, he's telling these guys, hey, finish, come on, let's go. They're not used to this. Whatever they had before, they're not used to it. Or if you're coming in as a, a rookie, you're not used to this. Eric Bieniemy was brought in, this is how he coaches. Or this is how he thinks he needs to coach. He's trying to get a pulse here. He's got your attention. Let's go. Got a long season. We got a lot of work. 
we got to deal with the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Giants. I I don't have a problem with it unless there's something where you know you're grabbing the face mask of uh, you know your your players or you know berating them in a way. I mean that's old school. That doesn't happen anymore. But I think that these guys, it was an eye opener. It's like man, why why is he yelling at us? Yeah, Mark. A couple of these guys went to Ohio State and Alabama. Like Brian Robinson Jr. went to Alabama. He played for Saban. He's not used to this. Yeah, I would think you'd be used to that with Saban with his practices. Um, but I don't even know if he's yelling as much as, you know, he's like Belichick. He gets his message across. I saw a Coach K practice, and he was, he was, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. He threw a water bottle that went under the stands that there wasn't enough room for the water bottle to go under the stands, but it went under the stands. I don't know how it happened. It was like, man, he is mad. And you could see those Duke players, they're like, their heads are down. Like, all right, man. All right. And, and his teams were playing for national championships. They weren't the commanders. All right, let's take a break. We got our play of the day coming up. Sometimes I'll catch Fritzy singing a Billy Joel tune to TireRack.com. So it'll be tire rack, 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 or something like that, Todd. Is that right? That's exactly right. Okay. How's it go? Tire Rack, 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 rack. You, you ought to know by now. All right. And you should. TireRack.com. This is the place to go. Don't even think of anybody else. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, how you drive, where you drive. Easy to use tire decision guide. Personalized tire recommendation. The best tires available. Full lineup of Firestone tires ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Also, mobile tire installation is available in a lot of areas. Ask about that. They bring the tires to you at your home or office and install them on site, usually less than an hour. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see the Firestone test results, special offers that they have. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction alcoholism you may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer uh, and you may have seen the work that i've done through my foundation and you may know my friend and co-host donnie starkins as well he's a mindfulness teacher a yoga instructor a life coach a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential and we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Two, three, four. Oh, my God. The play. The play is of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Straight away center. Julio gauging, looking, jumping, and he did not get it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did, oh, he did get it. Oh, man, you want to talk about psych. That's courtesy of Root Sports Northwest. Julio Rodriguez, center fielder, makes a great catch robbing Fernando Tatis Jr. the third of a home run. But he goes over the wall to get it, brings it back, but you can't see it from the camera angle. And then all of a sudden, he starts to walk a little bit on the warning track, and then he just holds the glove up and you see the ball. Meanwhile, Tatis is rounding the bases. He's like, yeah, man, I have homer. And what? Rodriguez leads all outfielders with 12 outs above average this season. I'm not aware of that stat. Is that like plus minus for outfielders that you take away outs that other outfielders don't? 
Do we have an official description of outs above average? Outs above average, OAA, Dan. You down with OAA? Is a you range-based me. metric of skill that shows how many outs a player has saved. So they look at an outfielder specifically and say, this was going to be a hit for an average outfielder. Did he oh. take make a hit into an out? And they that's where the metric is based. Okay. All right. Play of the day brought to you by Keeper's Heart. Ask for it. It's a new, unique style of whiskey combining the best of Irish and American whiskeys, creating smooth character of Irish whiskey, bold flavors of American whiskeys. If you're a whiskey fan, try it. Please drink responsibly. Marcus in Jacksonville. Hi, Marcus. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. This is going to maybe come a little out of left field. It's my third time after a long time. But I love the show. I listen every day. Uh, but I've got a really big uh, grammatical pet peeve that I had to run by. It really grinds my gears. Okay. Um, you and the Danette say based off or based off of all the time. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be based on. And I have a professor that, like, drilled that home. And it just hurts to hear it every time. Everything else about the show is great. But that's, uh, yeah, just got to work on that. That's all. All right. Based on what he said, I hope that we're going to then remember that. Todd, I think he may be uh, he may be onto something with that. That's uh, the way he described it. I think it's probably um, he's probably right there. You had really nothing to say based on your answer. There. Based <laughs> off of my answer. Yeah, based off your yeah, Paulie. According to Merriam-Webster and a few other places that uh, have grammatical help, mm-hmm. based on is traditional and correct. Based off or based off of is an offshoot of that that is not really doesn't really work grammatically. So. Based off, we yes. can't use. It's based on, because there's a based base, and you put on. something on a base. What did Marcus say? Did, did he say? It's based on. Yeah. Okay. But there's like some there's certain things that people so often say wrong. Like so many people say it wrong all the time that then it just becomes the new right way yeah. to say it. Like, there, like uh, chomping at the bit. It's really champing at the bit. Champing at the bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards or in regard to? I think is yeah. often used. I could care less. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you couldn't. You have to say, I, I couldn't care less. Yes, Marv. Is it mine as well or might as well? Might as well. Mine as well. <laughs> How yeah. about for, for whom the bell tolls? Tolls. Toils? Tolls. Are you sure? I thought it was toils. I thought it was toils. Tolls. Because a bell tolls. It should. Correct. Look at it and see for whom the bell toils. Is this about a bell that's working really hard but just can't do it? For whom the bell tolls is a novel by Ernest Hemingway. I've heard toils before. So have I. Uh, Who the bell tolls. Okay. Have your cake and... I hate that term so much. Sorry, go ahead. Have your cake and eat it too? (laughs) I I mix up historical. Historic and historical is one. What about extraordinary or extraordinary? Because if you're extraordinary, then you're just just more ordinary. Yeah, it's like jumbo shrimp. You're even more ordinary. Yeah. But extraordinary, I mean, that's what you want to be, but you're extraordinary. Like, I'm ordinary, but I'm even more ordinary. Even more extraordinary. Yeah. You want to be extraordinary. Yes, Paul. Here's one that's been bothering me for the past year and all of us. There's this commercial for realtors, and they say realtors. And yeah. Fritzy and I drives us crazy. It's a, you know, find your own local realtor. But that's what it's supposed to be. Right. Realtor. Those commercials are so annoying when they say it like that. It's obnoxious. Even though they're correct. Yeah, even though it's correct. But it's people obnoxious. say realtors. Yeah. But it's really realtor. Realtor. 
All right, I don't know what we solved in the first hour. I think we solved uh, yeah. this year's Emmys is what we just solved. Uh, Bang. Yeah, because yeah, somebody else is going to win it. Yeah. Uh, we'll hear from Aaron Boone. He apologizes. He apologizes for embarrassing his family. One hour in the books, two more to go. The Hall of Famer Joe Thomas will stop by as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.